Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Ah, it's good to see you this morning. Great that you could make it out this this morning. Do you know, we need to tell more people about this place. Don't you agree? And uh, let's bring one. To, to next Sunday for the Easter service because it's going to be amazing. What a celebration we're going to have. In actual fact, at the night time, um, we're going to <clears throat> have a little bit more worship at night time because we just feel like it's a time to celebrate. So um, we're going to really, really go for it. And uh, I think in the life of a Christian, that Easter is just the best time to yeah, just yeah. like absolutely go crazy for Jesus absolutely. because it's such a celebration <coughs> that he is alive. And so, <coughs> you must excuse me, I have a frog that's just appeared in my throat. <laughs> so I am preaching this morning, as you can tell, on the next uh, stage of the big words. And uh, it's been amazing. I think this is going to be an incredible um, series I really believe that as we take a hold of these words that maybe sometimes are a little bit elusive to us, that we've heard words like righteousness, repentance and gospel and all those things, and we think that we know what they are, even in our own lives. I was brought up in a Christian family. I had to make my point of decision, but there are a lot of words that I've just accepted. And so to actually unpack words has been even incredible for me, even now, to just solidify what I know that I know. But even more, to have a look at these words and sort of unpack them and realise there is still more revelation to get from these words. And uh, last week, Kevin spoke about the gospel, and uh, it was just, you have to get the podcast in the evening, was OJ spoke about repentance. Two incredible messages that when you listen to those messages alone, they are life-changing. and gives you so much understanding from just one word and what it means because in church we have kind of language don't we which we have to watch because people who are not used to church don't understand our language so you have to be prepared to be able to explain the language that you speak And uh, I think it's great that we kind of check up on our language uh, every now and again and think to ourselves, you know, what am I actually saying? Am I actually being clear? Am I actually being relevant? And so, um, you know, I love words. I actually really do love words. I'm not very good at English. I can't spell. My grammar is terrible and my punctuation, well, I just put dots and things wherever they look pretty. (laughs) So I am really bad at English. I know Anna is incredible at English and is going, going to do great things. But for me, I still love words. You know, I have like the dictionary on my phone. Aren't aren't, aren't smartphones marvellous? You can feel quite intelligent when you look up the dictionary (laughs) and you see the word for the day and then you try and use that word for the word for the day. And you just look so intelligent. It's amazing. And you've only literally just learnt that word. I actually learned a word the other day, hibernarium, and it's everything to do with Irish. So uh, it was on St. Patrick's Day, and so I I spoke to my Irish friend and said, did you know who you are? And they said, no, actually I didn't, that's news to me. So, but I love words. I actually play Scrabble on another app on my smartphone, and uh, I play Scrabble every day with Lillian, who is a member of the church. We do a couple of moves per day, and... uh, Ask her who always wins. (laughs) 
So I really love love words. As a child, we used my mum used to actually when because we were brought up in a brethren church, we had to think of ways of trying. She had to think of ways of trying to keep us quiet. So she often used to write a big word at the top of a page, a piece of paper, and we had to find as many small words within the large words. Ever done that? It's great keeping kids quiet. So I've I've kind of have this love for words, but it doesn't always work for me because. Uh, I have this little thing in my brain that sometimes I can't find the right word. Anybody else identify with that? They say it's age, but I've always had it. Uh, but it's getting worse. So, but I have this thing that I, when I say to the, if Kevin says to me, where is my clean trousers? Instead of saying in the utility room, every time I use, go to use the word utility, Patio comes out. (laughs) I don't understand it. It's just the wrong word. But every time I go to think of the word utility, patio comes in. I have no idea why. And so I have a little bit of a struggle with words. Words don't often like me. I remember on an occasion that Kevin was rushing out the door to work and he says, sweetheart, I need you to do, phone up the doctors and, and call the doctors uh, to get me a repeat prescription. And even the word prescription scares me because is it prescription, prescription, how, you know, all that. And I didn't really want to because I'm like, Kevin, that's really your job. You know, you get, you, you get what you need and, and you do it, okay? It's not all those sort of fancy names are the things you have to ask for. And I'm like, it sounds like he's a really sick man. He's not. Uh, well, yes, he is. <laughs> and, uh, and so there was this time, so I was rehearsing in my mind the, the, the things that he needed and what, what they were called. So I phoned up the doctors uh, to, for this repeat prescription. And as I phoned the doctors, I heard the receptionist on the other end. And instead of saying, hello, I need to do a repeat prescription, the words that came out of my mouth was, hello, I need to do a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely mortified how that came out. I have no idea. But instead of trying to cover it up, I said, need a poo? I don't need to do a poo. And to the credit of the receptionist, she didn't even snigger once. She held it together. And in the end, I managed to get out of my mouth, I need to do a repeat prescription. So I have said to Kevin, I am never phoning the doctors again for your repeat prescription. So I'm sorry if you're offended with a three-letter word, but if you hang around children long enough, you will hear it again. So words are amazing, aren't they? Get them wrong and it's disaster. Um, But I want to give you a word today that's really, and I just love the fact that God wants to speak the same message Uh, because OJ basically preached my message this morning, unbeknown to him what I was going to speak. And the word that I want to bring to you today is not a word that is actually written in the Bible, but it's throughout the entire Bible. It is is a um, characteristic of God, and that word is transcendence. See, I told you I struggle. That word is transcendent. Oh, my word. This is going to be a long morning. Have you got dinner in the oven? Forget it. Transcendence, meaning beyond or above the range of normal or physical human experience. 
extending beyond conventional limits. And our God is transcendent. One of the characteristics of our God is that he is transcendent. He is not limited. He is not bound. He goes far and beyond any physical human experience, extending beyond conventional limits. He is not held by anything. He is far and he is above and he goes beyond. He is not held by the physical laws of this earth. He is not held by those things because he is transcendent. And throughout the word of God, you'll see from the beginning to the end, his transcendence, his character. You see it all the way through. You know, it says in Genesis 1, in the beginning, he made the heavens and the earth. John 1, 1, uh, in the beginning, the word, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, I told you it's going to be a long morning. But God is transcendent and when you understand how that he goes further and beyond and is not limited, is not bound, is not controlled by anything, it affects your faith. It affects your Christian faith when you realize the magnitude of who he is, the capability of who he is, that he covers all and he is in all. He is an incredible God. He is vast and beyond anything. He is the beginning and the end. He was before the beginning and he is eternal. He covers all. There is no end to him, the Alpha and the Omega. And so I want to bring a word to you based on this, that God is transcendent because it affects your life. I can't tell you how much this is going to affect your life today when you realize the impact that that has on your faith to believe. And in Ephesians 3, verse 14 here, we have Paul speaking to the Ephesians. And this is what he writes. He says, Verse 14, for this reason I kneel before the Father, from from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that passes knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And here's Paul speaking to the Ephesians. He's saying, look, I want you to really grasp this because Christ dwells in your hearts and you are rooted, and you are grounded. But there is something greater that I want you to grasp. There is something greater that I want you to comprehend. And that is the love of God. 
And the love of God is so incredible to our lives. We can't underestimate its power. We can't underestimate its magnitude. His love transcends and goes beyond physical limitations. His love is over and above and is not restricted. As OJ said this morning, and so did the rest of you, his love endures forever. Can you believe God wants to speak a message this morning? Because Paul says if you can grasp the magnitude of this this love, it is going to change your life. Your faith and the basis by which you live out is going to change. Because revelation is going to come to you that is going to impact you in such a way that you are going to be filled to overflowing. You see, the love of God, God is love. God transcends. He goes way beyond. He's he's before. He is after. God is love. Love is, he is love. His motivation is love. He's loved from the beginning. I had a friend who, who thought, I will, I'll read the Bible and I'll read the Quran and, and, and measure the difference. And he read the Bible and he said the Bible shouted out love to him from beginning to end. It wasn't about law. It wasn't about these things. It was love that came further. And God is a God of love. And God's love is reaching out and affecting people's lives way, way back but way, way to come as well. And Paul says, I want you to grasp the, 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 the width and the length and the depth of the height of the love of Christ. You see, God's love is not like a plane journey. In the event of an emergency, <laughs> in the event of an unlikely emergency, the exits are here, here, and here. There are no exits with the love of God. Because he says, nothing can separate you from my love. There is nothing beneath, there is nothing above, there is nothing that you've ever done that can separate my love from you. There are no exit points. In fact, in an event of emergency, love comes pushing in. Love comes lifting up. Love comes and strengthens. Love comes and protects. 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 Told you. But God's love is so vast that how do we actually grasp it? Because the more revelation we get of the love of God, the more empowered we become. The more free we become. The more uh, equipped we become when we realize and understand the love of God. So Paul says, how wide and how long? And his love stretches over all mankind. I mean, have you ever, as a kid, right, or even an adult, that's okay, thought about the end of the universe? Sat there and tried, let's, let's have a show of hands, is it just me? Right, oh, wow, show and tell. Um, because it's like trying to think at the end of the universe, if you sit long enough, it actually makes your brain hurt. And, and the Bible says that God sits above the circle of the earth, above the circle of the universe. Earth is his footstool. He is vast. And his love is vast. But the incredible thing is, 
you know, I pinched my nose and made it run. <laughs> Excuse me one moment. The incredible thing is, is that when sin came into the world in the Garden of Eden, then there was a gap that happened between man and God. And in God's heart, because he loves us, before we were even formed, before we were even born, he was so desperate to have man return back to God. And so he sent his son, and you know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You see, God loved mankind so much, he gave his only son to stand in the gap, to take our, very, his, our sins upon himself. He became sin. Friend, if you ever think about the fact, whatever you did in secret and you, feel, you would feel guilty about if it was revealed in public, imagine how you would feel. How do you feel when you say you, the wrong thing and you, you know it's too late, it's come out of your mouth? How, well, how does it make you feel? That very thing that was done to you and the rejection and the hurt and the pain, how does it make you feel? When you lied, but you just feel so convicted, how does the weight of that feel? You imagine all the things that we've done wrong and the weight of that very thing. Imagine it, how you feel. Now imagine all of mankind's sin placed upon Jesus. It's beyond what you could ever imagine. The most incredible thing that God gave Jesus Christ that all mankind may know the love of Christ. That all that repairer of the breach, the repair of the gap, Jesus Christ to bring mankind and God in, back into a relationship. The most incredible love that goes beyond, that goes above, that is not limited. Every man Every woman, every child throughout the generation, God loved. Because when, God, when Jesus came, he was fully God and fully man. Yeah. It wasn't just a man dying on a cross. It was fully God and fully man dying for the sins of the world. Dying for your and mine sins and wrongdoing. All our sickness. He is the very one who could, the only one who could do it. And so he has stretched out, how, and Paul says, how wide and how long, because his love has taken in all of mankind for, for those who have gone before and those who are yet to come. Isn't that incredible that your children, your children's children, your children's children, that God has already gone before because his love has transcended that far? How incredible. And so Paul is saying, I want you to grasp this. You see, the Bible says that your sins are removed when you're forgiven as far as the east is from the west. You know the east and the west, they don't ever meet. It's a long way. His love covers a multitude of sins because his love is transcendent. It goes far and beyond. His love endures forever. And so he has... Uh, the width and the length that Paul says, come on, if you can understand this, then you can understand the power of this love. And then he says, and you've got a grasp about how deep and how high is the love of Christ, is the love of God. 
You know, and, and, and the depths that, 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 that Christ went to as he died upon the cross. The things that all of that mankind have done, he laid upon himself and took our sin, our judgment, so that we might be free. Isn't it extraordinary? Isn't it incredible, the power of the love of Christ and what he has done? And then it says, even in Ephesians, if, if you ever want to study a book, study Ephesians. It's the most incredible book to study. And it says, and he ascended before he descended. How deep and how high. He took the keys of death and hell and triumphed over the enemies. He took them in victory. And then he ascended that we might have eternal life. How incredible, how deep, how wide, how long, how far is the love of God. We have to grasp it. We have to comprehend it. We have to see that it goes on from generations to generations. We have to see that it is not limited. It is not limited. There is nothing that you have done that cannot be forgiven. It is not restricted. It cannot be contained. But it is moving throughout mankind as people are turning to Jesus Christ. You know, God... God gave us a free will out of love. Some people say, well, why didn't he just create a creation that just did what he was told? That's not love. Love doesn't control. Love gives a free will so that you have a choice. And that choice is for mankind to turn towards him as they find his love. And Paul says, you've got to get a hold of this Get a hold of how much that he has gone before, how his presence has gone before. Psalm 139 verse 5 says, You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and strength will support me. I tell you what, he has gone before. He go, he's behind you. He's before you. He's put his hand of blessing upon you. Friend, if you are worried about your tomorrow, there is no worry because his perfect love has gone before. Do not fear because his perfect love has gone into your tomorrow. He was in your yesterday and now he's in your tomorrow because he was and is and will be forevermore. There is no end to his love. There is no end to his grace. It says in verse 16 of Psalm 139, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were written, The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How incredible that God knew you before you were yet unformed. He was there. And he would be with you all the days of your life. His presence goes before you. He said to Joshua, Joshua, be of good courage because my presence is going to go before you. See, love has made a way for you. You know, you might be a student in this place and you don't know 
how your career is going to pan out. You don't know what some of those choices that you're going to have to make. You don't know that. But I want you to know that God has gone before. He has transcended before you. His love has gone before you. You might be frightened about your tomorrow. You might be uncertain about your tomorrow. His love has gone before perfect love casts out fear. When you dwell on the love of God, you become strong on the inside. You feel safe. You feel like you are, that, that it's going to be okay because you can guarantee that the love of God is going to be there for you. Enriching you, enabling you, empowering you. Some of you here for your jobs, you don't know with job security whether you're going to have a job by April. But I want to say to you today that God has gone before. I want to say to you, for those who don't have a job, I want to say God has gone before. His love endures forever. He cares about you so much that he's already formed your days before you were even formed. He has already walked that path for you. That's why you've got to keep turning back to Jesus. You've got to keep putting your faith in him and the faith and the knowledge that he loves you. You've got to keep turning into that place. For those of you where you feel like sickness is chasing you, it's overtaking you, I want to say to you that Jesus has overtaken your sickness because he has gone before. He stretched out his hands and he said, it is finished. I've done it. I've covered it. You are free. I want to say to you today that whatever you feel for your future, don't worry because he has gone before. You've got to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Do not fear for tomorrow because he is already in your tomorrow. He is faithful, faithful to you. And then it says in verse 19 of uh, Ephesians 3, and he says, based on this revelation of the love of God, he says that then, then, that you might know this love that surpasses knowledge. See, it's not just a head thing. It's a heart thing. It's within. God isn't just transcendent, but he's imminent. He's right here. He's a personal God. Many people think that he's just a God out there, like Cliff Richard's son once. (laughs) Didn't he? Like me in my small corner and I in yours. No, not that one. God God is afar or something like that. I'm trying to wipe it away. Watching from a distance. Kevin remembers. (laughs) He is not watching from a distance because he is a personal God. Yes, he transcends throughout eternity. He is the beginning and in the end. But he is a personal God, an indwelling God who wants to dwell within you. We'll just hold off for a bit, Anna. Uh, Because I'm only halfway through. (laughs) And he says, and to know this love that passes knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You've got to have a sailor moment there, right? We're talking about a God who transcends through time. He is time. He's not, he, he's not held by time. He's gone before. He's the beginning and the end. And, and then he wants to fill us with all the fullness of God. See, based on the revelation you have of love, 
is how much you have a revelation of how you can be filled with the fullness of God. And this filling of the fullness is not a part filling. This is a full filling. He says, I'm not going to give you just part. I'm going to give you the measure of the fullness of God into your life. I mean, that's mind-blowing. That, that's, again, like trying to think of the end of the universe, isn't it? It's absolutely mind-blowing. And so, so God wants to fill us with the fullness of who he is. Now, when Solomon built his temple, he built it so extravagant, so expensive, so beautiful. I mean, there were precious stones everywhere, gold everywhere. The, holy, the most holy place was overlaid with gold. So much gold There's about 23, I worked it out once because I've preached this little bit of message before. 23 tons of gold was just in the most holy place. That's like 23 Ford Fiestas. (laughs) (laughs) Extravagant, beautiful. And that was just the holy place. That's without, they reckon that if the Solomon's temple was built, Today, it would cost 110 billion to build. How amazing. But then Solomon comes to dedicate the, the, the temple, and this is, what, this is what he says in 2 Chronicles 6, verse 18. Solomon prays, Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built. This temple cannot even contain the God of the heavens. Yet in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 we read, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? For you were bought with a price Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is God's. Solomon's temple was extraordinary. Heaven's heaven could not contain him. And yet God says, you are a temple. You are my temple. Do you know what that says to me? That you are good enough? That says to me that he would much prefer to be in you than something of gold and extravagance and gems and special things because you are worthy and you are... God has done such a miracle in your life that he can reside on the inside of you, the fullness of who he is. How amazing that he didn't, couldn't be contained by Solomon's temple, but he wants to live in you. Wow, that is grace like I've never known before. That is a love that covers a multitude of sins. And you may think to yourself, I am not worthy. That's not what God says. God says, you are worthy for me to reside on the inside of you. I am more than pleased with what I created because I created you in my image. 
And so here we have this God that wants to be indwelling in us. And I want to say to you, be baptized in the Spirit. Have the fullness of God in your life. If you've not been baptized in the Spirit, then I want to say to you, hunger to be baptized in the Spirit. Be baptized in the Spirit that the Holy Spirit will come upon you with power. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, I want to say to you that revelation bursts forth. I want to say to you that you become equipped. I want to say to you that you become empowered. When I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, before that it was like I was... I had faith, yes, as Paul says, I had Christ within me and he was dwelling within me. But when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was like I could see, I could hear, I could understand. Faith entered into my heart. And friend, this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, if you can be filled with the fullness of God, then faith gets, gets, gets a, like... Um, Jump start, it jump start, your heart is jump started. That, that, that life comes into your heart and, and the ministry starts to happen. When the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus, he went out and ministered straight after. And that's what happened to me. I was shy, I was insecure, but when the Holy Spirit came upon me, he completely changed my life. Yes, I love Jesus Christ, but I needed to be empowered by the Spirit. And friend, if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to stir up the faith this morning. I want to say to you, stir up the faith because you have been filled with the fullness of God. There is no measure to what he can do. I want to say to you today that it is that very faith that when the Spirit of God comes on us, it is that faith that transcends. That's the connection. You see, faith goes outside the realms of impossibility. You are, a, you are connecting yourself with God by faith. That's why the Bible says don't walk by sight because we can only see a certain length, a certain distance. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith because faith goes beyond limitation. Faith is not bound Faith is not restricted. Faith causes things to happen that were impossible to become possible. Faith stirred up on the inside to believe in a God that can do all things, that goes from uh, beginning to end. Faith that, 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 that connects with a God that, that says, yes, I can lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. Faith that says, I can, I can tell my story to somebody else and they will find Jesus Christ. Faith that but, but dares to believe for a breakthrough, that dares to believe that you're going to have a job in April, that dares to believe that you're going to get a job next week because the favour of God is upon you, outside the realms of possibility. This city is seeing restriction, but I say to you now, if you grab a hold of faith, be stirred on the inside, receive the fullness of that which he has for you, then the, all things are possible in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Is it possible with man? No, but it is possible with God. 
It is time for us to awaken. And this is, you can feel Paul's heart. You can feel what he's trying to say to the people. Come on, come alive. Grasp a hold of this. Get a life in Christ. A faith that transcends. A faith that, 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 that joins in with the heart of what God is doing. And then in verse 20 of Ephesians 3, it says, Now to him... Now, if God hasn't done enough, listen to this. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout the generations forever. Amen. Immeasurably more. No measure. To the more that he can do. Not only has he poured out a love that goes far and beyond, not only has he filled us with the fullness of God, but now he says he's going to do immeasurably more. What a God we serve. I find it easy to believe in a God that is greater than me. Somebody who's greater than me, has more wisdom than me, has more love than me. I find it easy to put my heart within the heart of God when he can do something like that. When he can take a life like this and do something incredible within it. Then he can give the gift of faith that enables my faith to transcend, to go beyond any limitations. We need to get ready for the more. We need to stir up faith. You need to be baptized in the Spirit if you're not. You need to get to that place where you believe in the transcendent God and you believe in the faith that transcends, that you believe that you are filled with the fullness of God because your life is incredibly different when you think along those lines. When you know the love of God, the height and the width and the depth and the length, when you know it, then you know that you are safe, you know you are secure, you know you are provided for. And God is going to do all things, is immeasurable things. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.